This is Docera Digest Podcast, breaking down health concepts. This podcast is brought to you by Docera Life Center. This innovative clinic is finding new solutions to the evolving challenges mankind faces in the 21st century. By utilizing cutting edge technology and testing, they find root causes and also offer treatment with energy and nutrition. What is the mission? To dynamically change lives for the better while impacting families for generations. The information shared directly or indirectly in the Docera Digest podcast is not to be understood as or misconstrued as medical advice. This information is not a replacement for your current health provider who is acutely aware of your current health state and course of treatment. Any information shared about a product or service discussed by any host or guest on this podcast is not to be interpreted as a doctor-patient relationship. Hi, I'm Dr. Kyson Frank. Welcome to another episode of Docera Digest. Today we're going to discuss one of the most important things in our lives, water. So today we have Dr. Kelly Halderman with us today and she's going to be speaking a lot about her uh, vast knowledge on the subject and how it affects our lives and our health. So let me introduce Dr. Kelly Halderman here. She has a background in functional medicine, earning her medical doctorate in 2007 and completing family practice medicine internship with the University of Minnesota in 2009. She is an international educator in the area of integrative and precision health. Dr. Halderman also has a traditional naturopathic medical degree from KCNH. She holds certifications in the methylgenetic nutrition by the Nutrigenic Research Institute and certification from the American Functional Neurology Institute in functional neurology and neurofeedback. She is an active member in the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine, president and founder of the American Association for Nutraceutical Formulators, as well as a member of the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine and Society of Physi Physician Entrepreneurs. Dr. Halderman also has a doctorate in clinical nutrition, is also board certified in clinical nutrition by the CNCB, has certification in plant-based nutrition from Cornell University, and health coaching certi certification from the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. She also has a comprehensive experience in nutraceutical science and formulation, creating an education on novel formulations for consumers, practitioners, and professional associations, such as the NFL Hall of Fame. Former physician turned executive level biotech expert, she currently serves as a WIO's chief health officer, a health conscious company that harnesses the power of BDD electrolysis to augment the most precious molecule on the planet, water. So Dr. Halderman, what in the wide world of water are we dealing with? <laughs> Well, you guys, thank you so much for having me. Um, I, I'm just really a, bit, a big fan of all of yours. And, you know, to have a discussion about my favorite topic in the whole world, water, um, is, is just an honor. And I will say this is that I think when we as clinicians have the water talk with our patients, they sort of roll their eyes and like kind of like get a zombie look on their face, like boring, not important. Sure, I drink some water, but it's really the essence of life. It's how our cellular machinery works. We're 60 to 70% water. Um, and so I think it's really underrated. And so if someone hears a topic um, of this podcast and they're thinking, oh, I've heard everything, stop. You haven't heard nothing. We, we know so little really about water. It floors me. Like I am deep in the research, you know, the company I work for, WIO, 
We are the global leader in water research. Um, and what we know about it, how it works, we're just like getting started. And so I want to today just bring in awareness to obviously hydration, but then we're going to go beyond that. And we're going to talk about properties that um, we owe this electrolysis, like what is it? What is it doing? What is it um, adding to the water so that you're not just getting hydration, you're getting uh, anti-inflammatory properties, anti-aging, um, and, and more exercise performance and, and more by just drinking regular water, which we're transforming. So it's just a great topic, I think, for everybody to be refreshed on and then get brand new information too. Awesome. So, Dr. Kelly, a couple of things I want to bring up as we kind of go into this topic, because most people, like you said, think, well, yeah, I drink. I drink fluid. I drink water. And we talk about to our patients and clients to hydrating them. Their concept is as well, whatever is liquid is water. So whatever is liquid counts. Right. And we talk about the motility of things. And when we talk about water itself, we look at water as a either a sustainer of life or a rewarder of life if we consume it right. And we've talked a lot about water in its stale form, its stagnant form, its non-motility form, right? Mm -hmm. It loses life. In fact, we get bad things that start developing within that. And we've always used the concept of a dirty pond versus a flowing stream, right? Mm -hmm. So in that concept, we talk about the flotility of fluids in our body. And we can reference that to a lot, and we will hear in just a moment. But when we talk about the flotility, you mentioned our bodies are 60 to 70% water, and that's in a healthy state. Right. An unhealthy state that there's a lot less water in the body and everything slows down. And we start talking about the motility or what I refer to as the flotility of the body. We're talking about blood. We're talking about bowels. We're talking about urine. We're talking about lymphatic tissue. We're talking about hormones. We're talking about neurotransmitters. And that leads me to this question for you. Since water is so important and we look at water as being H2O, two hydrogens to one oxygen, what is it that hydrogen in water really does for us? How does it do or what does it do to either give us life, sustain life, or make us stay healthy? If you could answer something along that line, I'd appreciate that. Really, really great question, um, Dr. Ben. Um, so, right, when we are taught in you know, second grade that water is H2O, we're really underappreciating really what water is and that Water is a conductor. Water carries frequency. You just talked about like that stagnant pond versus flowing water. And, you know, we can get into, into that and how, you know, there's something called the fourth phase of, of water in that, you know, they say that when you cut someone open, you don't see water gushing out, right? But it's in that fourth phase, that liquid crystalline type type phase of water that's very important to life. But so then again, when you're looking at the structure of water, H2O, there's a lot of different um, moving parts in there. It's really um, free flowing. And so the, the process of electrolysis, what that does, and so um, it sounds a little bit scary, but what you're what we're using is a diamond coated with boron. And so we're, we're ele using electrolysis to break those H2Os up and create new biomolecules. Now, one of the new biomolecules that we're creating is, is hydrogen, molecular hydrogen, not like atomic bomb, hydrogen, not like dangerous hydrogen, but one of the species is that molecular hydrogen. Now there have been hundreds, if not thousands of papers published on the positive impacts molecular hydrogen has on health. I mean, from everything to wound healing, um, 
looking at studies in liver health, reversing some of the downstream effects of you know, metabolic syndrome. So some of your glucose um, regulations, your insulin, your, your body composition. Molecular hydrogen is so tiny, it can diffuse. It can go anywhere in the body. There's Parkinson models and vivo models that show that um, molecular hydrogen helps with that. Over in Asia, they're way ahead of us. They've been using molecular hydrogen for, for years and years, and it's actually one of the mainstay treatments for stroke. They actually have people inhale molecular hydrogen. And so, again, when you're using that electrolysis process, you will get, um, and not all electrolysis is the same, right? So ours doesn't leach any heavy metals in there. We're actually restructuring the water into that liquid crystalline uh, structure. So it's naturally more hydrating. Um, but again, like the, the structure um, of what we're doing is we're breaking it apart. And again, we're creating the molecular hydrogen. We're, we're creating hydrogen clathrates, which is like a cage. Um, and we're using high level scanning tunneling microscopy at partners all over the world to really look at um, some of the aspects of our water that's completely different. And then here's my job is to apply it to human health. Like, what are we seeing? What are we seeing when we're actually ingesting water with that hydrogen? So I hope that answers your question. Yeah. And, and there's just a couple of follow up as we kind of walk into this. So one of the things we know about the stomach, for example, is the stomach truly only absorbs two things, if you will water, and then very refined sugars. So when we look at the concept of how we absorb the hydrogen out of the water into the stomach, mm -hmm. we know that it's going to assist us in hydrochloric acid, our digestibility, to start breaking down fatty acids and proteins. So it's significant that we talk on, on a couple different factors. Timing of water, right? So for example, it's been theorized over the years that if you drink too much water when you're actually eating or consuming fats or, or proteins, it slows down the process. There's some thoughts about drinking before, right? So we hydrate before we actually consume those foods to turn on the hydrochloric acid, or turn on the digestibility of that. But I'm going to go a step beyond that and say, all right, once we do that, then the hydrogen doesn't stop. All right, we know it goes on through the stomach, it goes down into interstitial space, it gets up into the liver, it gets into energy production, it gets into hormone production, it gets into neurotransmitter production. So when people think that, yeah, I drink a glass of water a day, and if we just take the formula of 60 to 70% of a body, and you think about a 100 pound person, that means to stay healthy, they need 60 to 70 ounces of hydrogenated water just to maintain their current level. And if they have illness or sickness or other problems going on, then they need to increase that fluid content so that we give it a time to heal that. So I'd just like to hear your take on how the hydrogenated water that we are recommending or that we're consuming and we're drinking, how does that mm -hmm. speed up the healing process? You mentioned about that when we cut it open, we don't see it gushing out, but it's in that interstitial fluid, which means it's necessary for every aspect that goes, whether we're breathing, absorbing, or digesting, right? That's a pretty heavy uh, aspect of what water does for us. Right. And we can go down so many different ways with this, but I think one of the, the, the top two would be, again, um, when we're consuming water that is like tap water, that's stagnant, it's in a form where it's like when we, it's like when we eat processed foods, it's like a language to our body. Processed foods, the body's like, what the hell do I do with this? When you're having like an apple, the body's like, I got it. I understand what to do with this. It's in its whole form. And so when you're drinking a water that's been restructured to that, that native understandable process, it's, it's flowing actually, uh, the, 
water's throwing through the aquaporins faster. So you're looking at increased um, hydration when you're using aquaporins like that system. And so, you know, every cell is surrounded by that fourth phase of water. And like you said, if you're dehydrated, you have extra needs, you're literally compromising the integrity, the function of every single one of the cells in, in your body. So you have to, you have to get that right. And then, so the other, the other answer is too, is that we can look at when molecular hydrogen is ingested, it's also um, a signal cascade molecule, meaning it sets off a domino effect. So it's not like, okay, molecular hydrogen has to go and act on this receptor. It's that it can actually act on a receptor that acts on a receptor that causes protein expression and so on and so forth. And that's pretty complicated, but that's one of the mechanisms too. It's not just lock and key. It's like domino effect. And then you're going to see these positive. One of the biggest positive attributes, because I talk about bile till I'm blue, till I'm green in the face. I talk about bile and bile transport and how we have to manufacture bile and how bile is 99, 98, 97% aqueous. So one of the ways that we're manufacturing bile and we're getting that all right is through the MRP2 transport protein that lies on the canicular membrane of the liver going into that bile caniculus, right? That MRP2 channel is actually activated. It's, it's, it works better to get your bile, to get your trash out of your body when molecular hydrogen sets off that cascade. Molecular hydrogen also increases your... Uh, acts on your nerf 2 so your nerf 2 would be that that anti-aging pathway the pathway of antioxidants where when you act on that pathway that pathway now secretes or makes rather glutathione superoxide dismutase it's, it's a it's a cascading effect so now you're having upregulation in your antioxidants which kind of leads us down into like the aging effects of drinking water that's rich in molecular hydrogen but i do want to get across the point is that Leo water is not even comparable at all to any other hydro hydrogen, molecular hydrogen water on the market. We have so many more species. We're restructuring the water. Our, our, our robust data is, is 15 years deep in plants and animals. Everything that you're eating, everything that we're, we're consuming, um, we intend to, and we are showing positive, very positive results in all that that food chain all the way up to us. And then again, the, the studies in humans, I think that they're they're really robust. And that's why I joined this company. It was just absolutely floored at the, the data. So let's bring this down to a, um, a more simple level because we got pretty deep on that. And I agree that's significant, that's important. Most people think water is water. And there's the old joke as well, how do you make water less wet or how do you make it more wet? or how do you make more water, more water, right? And you talked about, you you briefly mentioned about what I call the clusterization of water, where you get these molecules that get bound up by these different ions or bonds that are in water that actually inhibit our ability to absorb water. And therefore we get different crystallizations, we get different things that, that bad water does to us in our body, in our bloodstream, et cetera, et cetera, all right? What is the significance of making sure that we have either purified water, um, reverse osmosis water, or molecular changed water? Give us just a little bit about how that's significant to not only uh, sustaining life, but to continue to generate the longevity of life. We will, somebody will talk on here in just a moment. But we'll talk about that aspect of how having the right kind of wet water actually intensifies the body's ability to repair and regenerate. So if you could touch on that and just just so our, our listeners can understand that we think we drink water like bottled water or tap yeah. water or well yeah. water or smart water or energy water. 
there's a lot of confusion out there on, well, what do I go grab it and start drinking? You know, do I get it from the tap? Do I get filtered water? Give us just a kind of feel on that, if you could, on the significance okay. of having the proper water. Yeah, I think that's a, a incredibly relevant question because the purity of our water is is swiftly declining. Um, plastics in the water, PFAS in the water, and so of course water purity just in its of itself. So let's put that in a in a category: water cleanliness, water purity. Of course, your tap water. You can go to your government website and look up what chemicals have been found in it, and then you can apply appropriate uh, filtration. Some places, you know, you could get away with having a charcoal filter. Some other places like where I live, I have to have a reverse osmosis to get out all the chemicals and such. I, I live by 3M company um, and they did a lot of dumping in the 1980s. And so really that's a that's a, a, a an area of water that you have to make sure that you're getting um, a water that's been some sort of filter. Reverse osmosis is great. However, reverse osmosis can mean that it's taking all of the naturally occurring minerals out. So you'd want to have to then remineralize it. Also, it's again, dead water, what we refer to as dead water. Um, there's a lot of different processes that can revitalize water, but one of them, again, sitting on your desk is that wheel bottle. So um, of course, filter your water, make sure you're drinking um, water that is as cleanly as, as you can. Um, I think in this day and age, people do grab like the Dasani's and the smart waters and things. And guys, guess what? We have landfills and ocean that have like a name, you know, for that giant plastic mass that's going on. It We have to like be better stewards of the earth. We got to get our stuff together here and realize that when we're picking those up off the shelf, first of all, you guys are probably thinking in your head, they're full of BPAs. So full of uh, estrogens. And if it says BPA free, let, let me PSA here. It's just a different type of plastic. This is just a different name. So drinking out of bottled waters, guys, that's for the birds like that. I mean, there's so many reasons why we have to be better stewards. Again, it's full of plastics. So I'm not a fan of that. If you go to go, um, excuse me, findaspring.com, you can find natural spring water from a glacier that's in your area. Hopefully it's close to you. I actually, I live in St. Paul. Three miles down the road is a naturally a spring, a glacier spring. So you'd be surprised. You can go there and, and, and find that that water. And then you can use glass bottles. Again, the wheel bottle is, is a glass bottle. Um, so you're cutting down on the BPAs and the plastics in, in the water. Um, when it comes to, again, like taking that stagnation, so like cleanliness and we have like uh, environmental impact and then that stagnation, I think that it's people, it's like too bad we just look at it, water's water's water. If you had a microscope, if you had the scanning, scanning, tunneling microscopy that our engineers and our scientists, PhD scientists that are doing, it would blow your mind. It would absolutely blow your mind. Water is not water is not water. We just don't perceive it, but your body does. Your body knows the exact difference. And so I think that's an important point, Dr. Ben, is that cleanliness and then really how are we how are we bringing it alive let's just keep it really simple how do we bring back that natural living water you can use wheel technology there's other technologies where you put it under the moon and I, I mean I'm not quite sure about that um but some of the some of the techniques that bring water back um alive into like that natural crystalline state um they actually have shown to reverse biological age so with using glycans, we won't go down that rabbit hole, but that just means that it's important. It's important that your water is, is truly alive and, and digestible and tangible to your body. 
Awesome. So it behooves our listeners that this isn't the whole topic on water, but this is just the beginning phase. Got to start searching and, and, and seeking better water to drink from. So with that, I'm going to turn it over to Dr. Craig. Well, and that kind of ties right into what I want to ask about because you talked about aging and that type of stuff. Obviously, you figured that whole key out because with all you've done, you must be about 80 and you don't look anywhere near it. <laughs> so, well, thank you. Yeah, tell us what are, what are the hallmarks of aging and how does this whole process impact those? So I think aging is a really, it's a tricky question. It's like, what does it look like? You know, why are we aging? And so someone brilliant came along by the name of Dr. Carlos Otin in 2013 and he wrote a paper because that challenge to like define how it looks like, you know, different aspects of it was really tough. His paper, I, I encourage everybody to read. It. It's really good on um, the hallmark, hallmarks of aging. So he goes through and uh, in 2013, he had nine, right? This January, he came out with three more. So now we have three processes that we can understand. And when we understand something, we can you know, and there's not really a better term, maybe manipulate it or nip it in the bud, or, you know, it's like when we know better, we do better. So those 12 hallmarks of aging, when I started to read about those, I thought, wow, there is a lot that the antioxidant properties of wheel water, there's actually processes that, that have been shown to be combated and um, reversed. And so we, we're going to get into the, the hallmarks of aging, but really kind of to set the stage is that that wheel water is an antioxidant in the, the first hallmark of aging is really when your DNA is under assault. You, you know, we, we're full of, um, unfortunately, full of um, toxins and we just get inundated air and water and the stuff we put on our bodies and things. And so our DNA, our genetic blueprint, it gets damaged. When that gets damaged, it leads to bad things. And one of those things would be cancer, but aging of itself and the properties of wheel water, they've been shown in ex vivo studies to actually protect your DNA and your RNA. And I think it has to do a lot with the mechanism, again, of that crystalline structure and it being in that form. But uh, but wheel water is a selective antioxidant, meaning that it's only quenching the antioxidants in your body that aren't involved in cell signaling because some of them are important. So when you're downing all your antioxidants, you heard it here first, think twice. You probably heard it from these brilliant doctors too, but think twice because... <laughs> You don't want to, there's a balance. Everything's a balance, right? Ready? I mean, we've already heard that's yin and yang. You do not want to flood your body with antioxidants. That's not a good strategy for anti-aging. It's that balance, but really like that genomic instability, we have to protect ourselves. Especially since the hydrogen is affecting all that anyway. So energy production, we talked about energy production and hydrogen is a key factor for that. So if we're going to have enough energy to stay young or to repair ourselves, we need that appropriate amount of hydrogen into our system to make that. In the well, I think you got it. the other you thing that's, it. it's interesting too, is if you talk about water being dead, why would we think we're going to have life from dead water? Ooh, that's good. So really it's, good. yeah, I mean, that, that, that's kind of the whole concept is if you're putting death within you, you're going to you're going to express death as well. Oh, that's so good. That's so relevant in, in nutrition. And, um, you know, that's, that's like a very good philosophy is that we want to put um, life in. And then, you know, moving on to like some of the other, I'm just going to highlight a couple that I think are really cool of the hallmarks of aging. So we have like our DNA is being assaulted. Obviously that's going to lead to, to aging. And then telomere attrition, meaning that there's these, these telomeres that are like the end of your shoelace and they're like caps. And then every time your DNA has to replicate and it, Replicates more when you're under attack, when you have lots of anti um, free radicals, not enough antioxidants. 
those get shorter. And when those telomere caps get shorter, that's a process of aging. There's actually companies that test your telomere length to see like how close you may be to like death or just kind of give you an idea. So um, there's been studies in human beings showing that um, that component, that molecular hydrogen that's in the water will actually attenuate that. So you get to have longer telomeres um, by drinking, you know, you're smart, you drink water that, that brings life. I think that's, that's a great way to put it. So I find it very fascinating as we're, as we're talking about this and, and getting the water into our body, but how do we start? And I know you guys are doing studies on it and you guys are putting it into the crops and into the animals and things like that. So we're not just drinking living water to say versus dead water, but we're also eating those water in our other crops, stuff like that. Is that something that's coming in the future that we're going to start looking at ways to start doing that? Or do I got to start having a garden in my backyard and start just (laughs) each plant gets a little bit here and there. So picture it's like the world powered by wheel. So we really have a grand vision because we really believe in our technology. And for 15 years, we've been seeing it. We're, we're already in some of those companies that will remain nameless right now, but That, that's making your that's making the plants and the, the food on your table that's that's causing increased egg production in chickens that's causing um a better in quality of meat less pe- less chemicals and pesticides and things used um in uh, food production so we're cutting that all out by giving this living water giving this this water that's it, it blows our minds like what we see in, in all these different animal industries and um yeah we're it's pretty soon you're gonna on your chicken it's gonna say like give we given wheel water but lots of really <laughs> cool cool stuff and that's i mean we have we have to fill feed a, a growing population and our food prices are ridiculous so you think you know, we have studies showing that that we're increasing egg productions and we're getting healthier anim- animals um, yeah. and healthier plants. And I mean, I'm all in. I don't know about you guys. You, you are what you eat and drink, right? Yeah. So <laughs> are they coming out with a wheel shower head by any chance? <laughs> oh, well, dude, that is that is in our that's in our future. So is the pep bowl. I will say this, guys. If you have animals, if you start feeding, giving them the wheel water, they're not going to want to go back. Like I have a whole house full of animals and we tried to push them you know, back to whatever they were drinking before. And they were like, you know, we did a test bowl of wheel water, bowl of regular. They went right for the wheel water. They're smart. They're smart. So yeah, we're going to be doing a pet product shower head. Um, you know, we have some really great studies on skin health, but of course, you know, if, if you're tackling these, this is the really cool thing. If you're addressing these hallmarks of aging on a cellular level, like that's like foundational, right? So if we are quenching the most dangerous free radical in the body, the hydroxyl radical, if we're quenching peroxynitrites, which are all adding to aging, I mean, that's like the foundation. So it's like whatever, you know, um, chronic diseases that everybody's pretty much headed for. I mean, one in three people have prediabetes. It's like, we need a better strategy, something that that is more foundational. And that's what I see wheel water as, is that, is that we're we're looking at all the, the lens of what makes us age. And of course, what makes us age makes our body break down, makes us more susceptible to those uh, chronic diseases, cancer, cardiovascular disease, cerebrovascular disease, um, and so forth. And so you you want to be on the preventative side. Maybe it's not like sexy to be like, I'm going to drink my water. But I'm telling you, like when you drink this water, you're doing that. Well, when we touch about what Dr. Craig brought up on the dead water, 
And just of the nature that you were just talking about, Dr. Kelly, we talk about things like adaptability. We talk about genetic uh, dysfunction. We talked about morphology. We talk about all these different things that you're either turning on the bad cycle of life, the mm-hmm. aging process, or you're turning on the good side of life, the recreative or the corrective process, if you'll look at that. So, yeah. and, and it seems so silly, but when you think about just water has that ability, it has those properties to go through and either give you life or give you death. Wow. I mean, it's it's really important that, that our listeners understand water is not soda pop. It's not phosphoric acid. It's not alcohol. I mean, we can get some benefits of of some of the wine. We can get some of the benefits of some of those those things. There's veritol and yep. all these other components. Yep. But it's all based upon that foundation you just said, and that is the water that's in us because that's key to life. Key. No planet that's lives without water. That's it. No animal, it. no being that we know of lives without water. So. When we go looking for life on other planets, what are we looking for? Water. We're looking for water. Absolutely. And that, you know, you brought up a really good point, um, Dr. Ben, about about the processes like activating, you know, the site of health or, or you know, look, looking at the site of illness. And I, and I think it's important to talk about autophagy briefly. So autophagy is that cleanup process. I always explain it to the, my clients and patients in the past is like little cellular vacuums that are going all over your body and cleaning up the debris. Because when we are replicating ourselves, when we are making new proteins, we leave a lot of debris behind. And our body has this beautiful mechanism God gave us to clean it up. The problem is, is that autophagy can become really um, impaired. We're not going to go into mTOR autophagy. Maybe we could do it a different time. But there's a lot of things you're doing, like overeating, high fructose corn syrup, too much EMF, too much uh, iron fortified foods. A lot of those things can really affect that cellular cleanup. And so you end up with a very dirty body that doesn't Sludge. function well. Think of you right. if you're trying to like like build a house in in a, in a garbage dump, like it, it just doesn't work. And so a component of the wheel water has been shown to activate that cellular cleaning that we all need. And that's tied to Lyme disease, chronic Lyme disease and, and mold and things like that. So I think that's a really neat mechanism that, you know, backs up what you're saying. So Dr. Kelly, I had a question. Um, you were talking earlier about how there are different types of electrolysis and mm-hmm. you were talking about how other companies do things a little differently. Mm-hmm. I know there might be some trade secrets or anything, but can you expound a little more on how yours is different and how um, not only that affects some of these aging processes and that cascading effect that you were talking about, but how does that just general yeah. or generalize over detoxification and purification of the body? Sure, really important question. So we um, are membraneless, meaning that um, we are actually not only capturing the anode uh, products, but the cathode. So to make it simple, we're in our water, we don't throw anything out. A lot of companies just take like the molecular hydrogen. We actually have dissolved oxygen in our water as well. There's some, some studies to support that dissolved oxygen can have some health benefits. They're not as robust as the molecular hydrogen, but so we are, I keep saying we're, we're way more than just that molecular hydrogen, because again, we're taking the components and dissolved oxygen is, that's been used in, um, in farming and plants. This has a really lot of, of good data there. So we're taking that and that membrane list means it's all together, like all the components of it um, are together. And so also then our Swiss technology um, is a diamond coated with boron. And when you electrolyze that, that's great because a lot of companies out there, they shall remain nameless. When they're electrolyzing, meaning that current is going in it, 
you're getting heavy metals. You're leaching heavy metals into the water. She's so like, yay, I'm getting maybe some, maybe some molecular hydrogen. But, oh, I didn't know I was getting lead and cadmium, you know, in, in there. And you can't see it. You literally can't see it. So, so how are those things affecting us when we get those in there? Just for our listeners that aren't aware, you know. Yeah, heavy metals are, they interfere with um, everything on a cellular level. I mean, we could go and talk and talk, but they just interfere with your normal cellular processes. They, um, they you know, like from your, your, I mean, really, we could go down a, a big rabbit hole, but I will just say, you know, heavy metals, again, we spend a lot of times as, as doctors getting those out of people because they're not good and they're not healthy and they can cause a lot of problems. So, um, you know, having, having, that aspect of of the of the water where we're not using anything harmful. I think that's why we've had 15 years of just absolutely amazing results. Is that we're again blending the two um, together, which is novel um, and patented, and you know we're we're seeing that downstream effect of having um, both entities. That's great. I also have another question. So we kind of touched on this again with Dr. Ben earlier. How water is so important for energy. And again, you know, I think that's where most people in, you know, in our society are struggling the most is energy, you know, wake up tired, go to sleep tired, all day tired, anything else happens, you're even more tired. And we're always struggling with energy. And I think a lot of it goes back to that dead water, the dead stuff we're putting inside of us. We're literally leading ourselves towards death with what mm -hmm. we put inside us. But how is it specifically or how can we talk through kind of some of that energy production process and why both hydrogen and oxygen are extremely important in that aspect? Yeah, and I think, um, you know, looking at cellular respiration and what's going on um, in your mitochondria, I mean, we have an epidemic where even just long haul numbers are like 20 million people and look at all the, the, you know, chronic fatigue. And then on top of that, just the other people who are struggling with energy production. I think a lot of it does come down to absolutely nutrition. I think that there's um, a role in, in glucose regulation, how people just are not good at turning fat into fuel. So, you know, water can help with, with, with that. There's been some really great studies um, showing that people who are, are hydrated have easier time losing weight. That's probably for a lot of different reasons. You know, again, like their bile's flowing, their toxins are moving, you know, they're all, you know, their guts probably working, working better, but you know, you're looking at the, the, the cellular mechanisms, like your machinery to kind of keep it simple. It just re relies on, on, on having that balance of, of H2O and and being um, in a, in a state where it's not, you know, you're, you're not, you're not impacting, you're not trying to like um, move something along. That's, that's really impaired. It's like trying to drive an old rusty, rusty car down the lot. You know, it's just not going to work as well. And people, again, we need to really focus in because there's just so many people. I mean, I know I could use extra energy. I got a lot of kids and a full-time job and, and all of that. And so, you know, people would look at like, okay, let's do CoQ10 or let's do that. It's like, no, let's, let's go back to the basics, right? Like let's get your cellular machinery working. Um, again, there was a, a study with molecular hydrogen showing that it did help regulate glucose sensing. Um, so some, when we're eating a standard American diet, we are, we're losing that. We're losing the, the glucose sensitivity. So it can actually help with that on that level. But um, it's just very essential. And I'm sure Dr. Ben, Dr. Kaisen, you guys are all very, very biochemical experts. So let, let's let you riff on that one, too. Uh, I'm going to use a term called selective prioritization. 
And what I mean by that is, is that when you give the body all the right raw materials, let's go back to the basics, and you give it what it needs, it knows what to do with it. Now, I, I like the fact that we have both the hydrogen and the oxygen combined within that without the cellular membrane, because we need both of those factors. I mean, hydrogen left without oxygen can go amok or run a run amai or run awry. And so just keeping that contained in that as we're consuming that, the body knows what to do with it. And it has the ability to say, where I need that, whether it's the energy produced side of that, the hormone side, the antioxidant side, whether it's the neurotransmitter side, the brain. We, I mean, there's so much stuff going on with the brain right now. And we talk about how the degradatory effects of having dead water is actually killing the brain, right? Mm -hmm. And we look at that and we go, how can we turn these things back on? And you give this body the right kind of water, that selected prioritization says, take some here, take some there. Okay, I need more over here for now. Got that under control, move it over here. And I like that part, especially when I get into the mRNA, the tRNA and the DNA aspect of all this. If we're gonna talk about slowing down aging, selective prioritization is really key for what we're doing here inside this body. Mm -hmm. And it just comes from simply drinking the right kind of water. That's the beauty of it. That's right, that's right. And maybe that's a good place to mention cellular senescence. And so when um, when your cells are, are, are under attack, when they're being, um, you know, oxidative stress, let's say, you know, from the toxins and things, is that they're going to reach this point called the hay flick limit. It's, it means that your cell has divided all it can divide. And it does that to protect itself. Um, and it gets to that point and it doesn't divide anymore. And it turns into what is referred to as a zombie cell. The zombie cell is not metabolically active anymore, but it's in your body and it secretes these things called SASP factors. It's called senescence associated secretory phenotype factors. Those are nasty. Those, um, they are related to Alzheimer's, other um, chronic conditions, uh, metabolic conditions, where all they do is just sit there and spew off all these inflammatory compounds. And what we're looking at is it spurs on aging, first of all, but it really, it, I mean, you can think about senescence um, in the brain, really, it, you want to slow that down. So first of all, you want to get your lifestyle, right? You want to get your epigenetics under control. But Wheel Water has been shown to actually in, in ex vivo studies to protect ourselves from actually getting to that senescence state, um, which is good because we can do all we can. But again, we live in a pretty dirty world. It's building that house in the dump again. You know, and you think about all the debris and the decarboxylated state, not getting your debris or your zombie cells out is death. I mean, that's what creates that's dead right. water or it keeps the, the creates the pond scum and all these that's concepts. Right. So good. Okay. That's right. That's right. Well, at Docera Life Center, we uh, we're always looking for new ways to help our patients get bigger, better, faster, stronger. That's one of our hallmarks is we're always continuing to seek out new ways. We don't like to rest on our laurels. So when I came across this and I started looking into it, I'm like, okay, this is very interesting, especially when we talked about the cellular matrix and, and just how our bodies work even in uh, light production in our bodies as far as signaling and everything else. And so when energy medicine, which next month we're going to do a six-part series on energy medicine, we're going to go into a little bit more of how the cellular matrix works and talking about how important this is for this form of water here. So mm -hmm. talking about energy medicine is kind of interesting because 
Dr. Kelly is really the one that talked me into pursuing energy medicine. And I'll never forget the day. Never. <laughs> <laughs> because I, it was, before, it's like, okay, you guys are a bunch of quacks, you know, whatever else, you know. Uh -huh. No, but it was, it was very interesting because we had some very deep conversations in ways that really made me look at that and say, okay, maybe this is something I need to look into. And as God does, he opens doors. And I don't know if I would have stepped through that door without your encouragement. So because of that, Docera Life Center exists. And this podcast exists. So thank you for being a part of that. It's full circle. <laughs> there it I, is. I do, I do remember the conversations we had. And I knew, I just intuitively knew, um, you know, God's hand was with us in that conversation. And that, um, you know, something got sparked in, in your brain, Dr. Kyson. And, and you've been such a blessing. You've been a blessing to my family. Um, you know, you really have a gift. Um, all the doctors on staff here, you guys are absolutely top notch, excellent. You and you go above and beyond. I mean, really, and and looking at these processes, you're so strong in science. All of you are so strong, and then you bring it to the next level. Like you're gonna have a series on energy medicine. You bet. Yeah, I will be there learning from you on on that series as as well. So I, um, again, you know, I I thank you for your time and letting me come in and talk about something that you're already very aware of, but something that a technology, when, when you hear about something, we do our homework, right? We really look into it. We make sure that we vetted the science in our scientific brain. We're making sure that the studies are valid and looking at that because we all want to bring health to our patients. We want, I mean, that's, that's the mission is to bring people into the state of health so that they can hear, hear the voice of God, right? I mean, because people are so sick and so consumed with their you know ill health and they can't love and they can't do the things that they're they're here to do so i you know just trying to pass on you know the gifts that were were given to me amen we appreciate awesome. it yeah. So there will be a link below. If you are interested in more information, you can go to the website there and check out all the studies, all the other stuff they're doing. They have a foundation, all their research. So there's so much they're involved in. So yeah, go check out this company there. And if you want to order a bottle, check it out and I uh, highly recommend it. Um, being on it now for five days, I got mine in mm -hmm. on Monday and I've really been hitting hard. And even with our energy testing that we do, it's fascinating because I can fill it with water and I'll test to it. But as soon as I hit that little button, twice, <laughs> it lights up and goes to work. And all of a sudden, my body cannot get enough. I drank like a gallon and a half that first day. And I'm just wow. like, still, my body wanted more of it. It's like, this is crazy. I, I, I'm i going wow. to the bathroom every 15 minutes, you know. So <laughs> I was flushing out. stuff out. Yeah, so it was working. I was like really amazed with how this works, which goes back to the frequencies of everything and what we deal yes. with. And so yeah. it's been very exciting. So I'm really excited to start promoting this in our clinic for our patients to start looking at it as another way yeah. to help them live better, longer lives and kind of achieve their purpose that God has for them here on this planet. So awesome. I love what you said to yeah. Dr. K. It's like you, you drink it in and you feel a couple of things. One, you feel life coming in and you feel life getting turned on and you feel debris getting out. <laughs> Take that death out. So. And, and isn't love that the it. nature of life? It is. Bring so. life in and eradicate disease. That's what I love. There we so. go. My flotility was very high. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, we noticed. No. <laughs> Mine as well. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Any other questions? Dr. Kelly, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. We'll have to uh, do it again on some other subject yes. matters. You have such a vast knowledge i always enjoy discussing interesting topics with you so thank you so much thank for being you here i today. really appreciate you guys take God care bless. all right Bye -bye. blessings thank you for listening to the docera digest podcast 
If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. You can also find all the episodes and show notes over at doceralifecenter.com. While you're on the website, also be sure to check out the blog where you'll find videos and articles to help you proactively rebalance your health.